Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocTalk. ZocTalk is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocTalk is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc, and the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. What a week. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, what up? I All thought right. I was going to say a lot of things and it didn't happen. All right. Well. What up? What what uh, is going on with you on this fine June day in our birth month? Happy birthday month! Is this our last birthday month episode? Oh, I think so. Yeah, that is really sad, isn't it? I still have so much steak to buy before the end of the month. You until gotta I really feel guilty. live it up. I know. I well, you're going to Chicago. Yeah, I'm going to Chicago tonight. Uh, I'm taking a red eye, so I I'm flying out at like one in the morning. Oh my god! And uh, I'll be there. In the morn, hanging out with Miss Linda. Aww. And, Is she uh, picking up with a limo at the no, airport? No, <laughs> she's bringing herself probably in a limo. <laughs> she So we were supposed to get there like late afternoon-ish, but because we decided so last minute where we were going, there were only so many flights oh. to get me there that day. Got it. Hence why I'm taking a red eye. I see. That makes sense. With uh, Spirit Airlines on the way back. Wait, are you serious? I'm going to lose my mind. I may never get home. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about that. Uh, you are so, never allowed to complain about my travel booking skills after that. I tried everything. It was the only thing that was less than like $700 because it was so close 
And like that was a nonstop because there were so many that were like super cheap, but I had to take like three planes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure with uh, certain airlines yeah. that often get delayed, I wouldn't be able to make those other flights. I just was like, whatever's nonstop and cheap as possible. So. All right. Well, fingers crossed to me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're going. One of my uh, best friends since childhood lives in Chicago. So we're going to hang out with him oh, for fun. a little bit. Um, he loves Linda more than I think he loves me. So, well, not a shocker. The second I said I was going to be in Chicago, he was like, okay, cool. And then I said, my mom's coming <laughs> with me. And he was like, oh, we have to hang out. He's like, is she bringing the limo? Right. <laughs> well, okay. Now I see why people like Linda more <laughs> I than me. I was like, um, come on. <laughs> but, uh, also since it's, uh, pride month still, yeah. I think since it's like the last weekend of pride, um, I think Chicago's going all out. So he got me like good tickets to a really good drag brunch. Oh, fun. He said they do death drops every other minute. I'm oh, very excited God. about that. I'm, that's take some videos. Why do I even have to ask? You'll obviously take videos. So anyway, I'll be in Chicago. I'll be eating a lot of milkshakes from Portillo's, Portillo's, however it's pronounced. I think it's Portillo's. I say it wrong every time. I think it's Portillo's too. And you got it in my head that it's Portillo's. Oops. Because we live in LA and every time you see a double L, you just assume. <sighs> English isn't my first language. Oh, well. Anyway. Um, uh, I just want to say something because I, I want to say something. I want to give you the I want to give I you. I know, but there are several things I have to say that I think that the <sighs> one big thing we want to talk about is going to derail the other things. I see. Do okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, but tell, I just want to get them out of the way. But when the big thing's about to happen, let me know so I can you give s- you the intro. Sure thing. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's like, God damn. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Um, okay. Because speaking of birthday month, I'm not going to stop talking about my birthday. Why would you? And I have. How on earth have I not brought this up? And people have noticed in photos. M. Bought me a gift for Lemon. Yeah. And it is, we have not talked about it on the show. Uh, and people keep seeing photos of it. We didn't talk about our presents at all this year, did we? We did. We did. Because we talked about, like, um, I was wearing my Cynthia shirt mm-hmm. and we did the the, right. the rage thing. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um. So Em got me, the. it's literally a display, a mirror display case on, like, a wooden pedestal for Lemon. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so Lemon is finally getting the, you know, the, the recognition re- he deserves. The worship, the recognition. He's immortalized. He does look very regal in his case. Blaze has got really upset about it. If anyone <laughs> wants their own Lemon display case, go on Amazon and search up golf ball display cases. <laughs> it's so fu- I, like, every time I look at it, I just cry laughing. And I, every time we record, afterward, I go, how have I not told everyone about this? For your next birthday or for maybe, like, your lemon anniversary, maybe I'll get, like, a, an engraved plaque to stick on the yes! side. Holy crap. The birthday of lemon on it. Of course. Yeah. I'm telling you. The text where I uh, am saying, <laughs> I'll pay you 50 bucks to eat it. <laughs> We can put like a little photo montage in the, the back. picture of you with you like like it next to your face for the first time. <laughs> oh my god, what a happy memory! Anyway, so I just haven't meaning to tell that story for a million years, and finally I was like, I have to write it down to make sure I don't forget. Got it. Um, and I also want to say real quick, last thing about my birthday, and then I ha- I'm stopping. I promise. Okay. But I wanted Let's see to in five minutes. Quickly give a shout. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to quickly give a shout out to my asshole little brother. Who threw me a 30th yes. birthday party. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. And I feel, I feel like really bad because I keep talking about what everybody did for my birthday and then forgetting a very important person. Right, like right, right. Like my husband or you and Lemon or whatever. Right. Of course, yeah. You and Lemon are up there with I my know. husband. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to thank Alexander. Please, please describe everything <laughs> that happened because I think it's, I will say, although it's like the shittiest gift, it's also the most wonderful, thoughtful he gift. put so much time and effort into it. You have to... Because he had to know every, he had to know just as 
just as much as he knew the things you love, he had no things. You right. Hate. He got right to the core of it right. as a sibling can do. They hold, they wield quite an, a lot a of power, massive amount of power. Um, please describe in detail for the folks. Well, so I don't know if you guys know this, but my brother and I have a podcast, um, <laughs> called beach too sandy, water too wet. And, uh, my brother has decided that we're on YouTube now Love and it. I just follow along. I don't like plan it ever. So I show up from our last trip. It was our, or no, 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 sorry. It was my birthday trip. And I walk in the door and my brother's holding or Allie's holding a camera. And my brother has like a party hat and he screams happy birthday. And I was like, Oh my God, they threw me a surprise party. And then I look around and there's like four black balloons on the floor. <laughs> there's a giant 30 balloon. I'm 28. <laughs> there's, diet soda on the table and i'm like severely allergic to aspartame there's non-alcoholic beer laid out just everything you could hate everything bad and everything. then a giant banner with my name in papyrus and comic sans which is the first thing i noticed they're the two fonts that christine oh. actually has a, a like a, a physical a physical cringe oh. guttural reaction to she hates that and curls those MT. fonts curls she mt is bad fonts. too um, but yeah, so I walked in and I was like, what's happening? And then I was like, are you mad at me? Like, what did I do? I just like, <laughs> he's mad at me and it's on video. So I have to act cool. Well, it turns out I gave him a bowl cut a few weeks ago and it ended really badly. To be fair, didn't he ask for the bowl correct. cut? Okay. Well, he, correct. It's really not on me, but whatever. Apparently you get to, you get to take the, to uh, suffer. the blame. Yeah. There was a fucking, um, whatchamacallit photo booth it was yeah. just a giant piece of black paper yeah that's on the my favorite wall. and it was too small for anyone to really be standing in front of and for it to be considered <laughs> like a, a backdrop it just looked like you were standing in front of paper. a piece of paper anyway please, so please talk about the what is oh my god and then he goes well we have activities and i was like no 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 no. like this is <laughs> like enough. a real birthday party Ha-ha, you got the joke out he's like no no i've planned activities so then he makes like me put my hand in one of those like hand stone i mean you guys can watch the videos on youtube but i put my hand in one of these like cement stone stepping stones for children <laughs> and i was like what is this for and he's holding a hammer and i'm like what are you gonna do with that hammer he's like oh well here's a pinata and i'm like what is in this goddamn pinata and i thought it was like sugar-free candy or like yeah. more non-alcoholic drinks and i freaking hit the pinata <laughs> and beans fly everywhere describe the beans because what i thought i thought it was like a bag it of like, like dry chili. beans yeah oh no yes so so for the fans they are wet beans like they are bushes chili. canned beans however he was nice enough to buy vegetarian baked beans because oh, he knows good. i wouldn't want any you know pigs harmed in the making of my idiot pinata so canned liquid beans liquid baked beans just strewn about all over geo all over all of all over me um <laughs> It was like the weirdest fucking day anyway. And that kind of just went away and I like moved past it. And then one day I was like, I never like addressed this with anyone. I feel like psychologically you never addressed it either. I think in therapy someday it might come out. I think you just walked away from from the situation. (laughs) And then with the stupid handprint, he's like, I just wanted something to commemorate your 30th birthday. And I wrote, (laughs) I'm 28. You jerk on it. And it's now in our garden. I love it. Anyway, that was longer than intended. But but I guess I should also uh, bring up the fact that my loving girlfriend, Allison, also brought me to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. We never talked about that. I'm telling you, there's so much that's happened. Wait, we did. We talked about the golf thing, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Allison, people know already. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You did good. If you missed the Instagram story, that's your own fault, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. It's on YouTube if you want to see it. I look... Like, I just got off a plane, so I want to warn you. Um, I do want to say, I didn't bring this up, um, but Allison also, because she was, both birthdays, she has been out of town for the mm. week of my birthday. Very and suspicious. Very suspicious. <laughs> and so, 
one thing that she did do while she was gone was every single day she had a present plan for me and a food thing, which is what she did last year, too. And that's what she did on our tour, like when we'd go to yeah. certain cities. She's very good at, at getting me food. She knows exactly what I'm <laughs> that's into. That's really key. And like one day RJ came in with like a, a cake meant for like 12 people from Porto's, Aww. which is my favorite cake place. And um, not to be confused with Portillo's. Not to be. <laughs> Portillo's. Different. Uh, no, but so I got a whole bunch of. At one point, I literally, I think it was like by Thursday, I had to tell her, please stop giving me food because there was <laughs> the fridge is full. <laughs> the fridge was full. My body was full. And plus, like we had just had like all this candy from the superhero oh, party. Yeah. I was still trying to get through. And then like plus I had melted an entire cake in your back. Plus you gave me a melted cupcake and then she gave me the entire cake. Then she gave me chocolate covered strawberries. My mom sent me like little mini cupcakes I was you, like, you had your lumberjack cake that I worked so hard on oh and ended up in and the trash. And the Carvel cake. Like, I just had so much going on. I was like... It's a lot of food. I was like, please stop giving me sugar. Like, my body's craving, like, a, an apple. Well, there might be some more beans outside if you... Oh, good. I'll do some chewing later. Just on the, on the grass. You and Geo. Yeah. Um, anyway, the last thing I want to say is the reason I drink is I have a colonoscopy tomorrow, or in two days, and I'm dreading it. I know it's not a big deal, and I know it's a very minor procedure, but I don't want to do it. So, I, I feel don't. like I'm the worst friend because in my head, I'm like, dude, that is a big deal. Like, I'm supposed to calm no, you I down. I appreciate that because I'm like, I know it's not a big deal, so I don't want to complain, but you know, it scares me a little bit. We both know I would not stop complaining. So like, <laughs> you have permission to bitch about this. There's no way I would be good enough to stop complaining. Well, after this, I'm going to the store to buy broth. Okay. And a sedative, maybe. And jello. <laughs> and Sprite. Maybe some tranquilizers. They give me a lot of that. I okay, think. good. <laughs> we'll catch it on video. <laughs> maybe that'll be the next Beach to Sandy YouTube video. Oh, God. But that don't... really is something you should review. Do like, not let my brother in If you're going to do a one-star review, a colonoscopy would be an interesting story. Oh, intriguing. Hopefully you'll get a five-star colonoscopy, though. Hopefully you know I saying? was unconscious and don't have the necessary information to write a review. That would be ideal. Fingers crossed. Um. Anyway, sorry. So that was a lot that I just wanted to shove in the beginning. But um. yeah, Em, so uh, what's up? What do you want to talk about so i'm gonna give i'm gonna give a formal oh, introduction here oh my god. for just the coolest text i've gotten in a long time from christine oh my god and uh it's my favorite thing because as uh, i don't want to give away too much but let's say as someone in the paranormal realm i love watching others have experiences and knowing that we have added believers to the community mm -hmm. and i i know you are already a believer but it's nice to feel affirmed every now and then i'm when, also quite like i i don't believe you know, yeah. You're a believer with with logic, logic based yeah, I try believing. I'm skeptical when I can. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I mean I know. <laughs> but I I like to I like to prove people who like to follow logic wrong every now and then. And sometimes there's just some shit that you can't explain. Yeah. And yeah, Christine experienced something that falls into that category this week. Oh my god, it scared me so badly. What happened? I was cooking HelloFresh promo code drink80. <laughs> uh, no, I was cooking with blaze in the kitchen and no we had just done the facebook live that day for patreon and we had said in this room we were like oh well we should start talking to walt again we should do uh like we should talk to him i don't know what we said we were talking about how we uh, we said something like about is he walt. still here we should talk to him whatever yeah. we were like talking about it and then blaze and i went on a walk after you left with geo and um he said something like oh he said oh i should donate that stupid doll and her horse that scares me so bad every time i open the closet because i'm like mm. salvation army's coming next week and i'm like should i donate it should i throw it away and he's like no that seems like bad juju like yeah, yeah, yeah maybe 
keep it or donate it and i was like well i can't like burn it so we're trying to discuss what to do with this creepy doll and her horse which if you don't know someone mailed to us and said here's a haunted doll and her horse here's a haunted doll that when it was in my house the entire house caught on fire yeah and my doll my daughter said hmm that is a haunted horse here here you can have it i'm like thank you it's in my closet and uh so i'm like we're discussing it it's in by the way the closet in the dining room outside of the kitchen so we're cooking and cooking and i like go to the fridge and my brother walks past who i think is my brother because it's like just a dude and he walks past and i expect he's gonna go open the door i mean this is like two and a half three feet from me this is like not far off in a different room it's like next to my like in the doorway walks past the doorway and goes to the back door and i'm like oh maybe he's opening the door for the dogs and then like the door doesn't open so i kind of paused and i was like listening like what is he doing back there thinking like is he going to that closet i don't Mm. know and i stick my head out and i'm not kidding like it sounds so cheesy and dumb but like nobody was there and my heart like dropped into my stomach so i was like is someone in our house like did they right but there's no i mean it's just one door out and it was locked do you remember hearing any like footsteps no nothing i just saw my brother walk past and i was like and i remember it was just a tall dude and it was dark and like i mean it wasn't dark but like i couldn't i didn't like look closely at the face right yeah walk past walked straight to the door slash closet area and then i i literally went and looked in the closet because i was like see in hiding in the closet like i don't know nobody was there and then i I mean, I turned around and Blaze was like, what? Because my face was just like white. And I screamed up the stairs like, Alexander. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, Ellie and I are watching TV. Like, leave us alone. And I was like, have you been out there this whole time? And he's like, yeah, why? And I was like, fuck. It was a full on dude walking past. And this, weirdly enough, when I was at the Whaley house, the only other time I've seen anything was a dude walking past a doorway. Same thing. Yep. Like, a, it wasn't see-through. It wasn't, like, you know, out of, like, a shadow. It was, like, a human man walking past me, and I just assumed it was my brother. Anyway, it scared me so badly. So badly. I was very shaken the rest of the night, and it wasn't even a big deal. Like, it wasn't anything dramatic, but it creeped me out, because we had just been talking about Walt, and then I was, like, threatening to burn that horse. Right, right, right. Hopefully it was Walt and not, like, the spirit attached to the little That's girl That's what I'm horse. hoping. Because hoping. so far, Walt has, uh... Because my thought is, Walt, when we have talked to him, he has said that he likes the dogs. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that he just wanted to, like, go help open the door oh, for maybe. the dogs. Oh, God, that just gave me chills. So I like to think that, like... He's always been very friendly. Yeah. So far, like, I can hang with Walt. Like, he's never done anything to freak me out. He's never, like... I've definitely felt him staring at me, like, when I've had, uh snuggle palooza or whatever it's called oh, snuggle fest but that sounds weird that he was staring at me during snuggle yeah. fest. but no when i was like <laughs> when i was house sitting yeah, yeah, yeah. and dog sitting when i was just sitting there and watching tv in the middle of the night i would feel something staring at me from the dining room which is weird from the Wait, dining room i was actually about to say it is weird like to think about now because anytime i've ever seen anything out of the corner of my eye or i thought the dog was there or i thought i saw a person yeah always right in that in that hallway to the dining room it happens all the time and i always i'm like oh i just saw i mean usually it's like oh i just saw something out of the corner of my eye it was a shadow it was a the cat whatever but it's always that same spot nowhere Hmm. else in the house interesting all right well it scared the shit out of me anyway that's my not very exciting story but it's like you know what for someone who hasn't had many experiences though like they all rattle you they all get you it shook me up man i really thought a person was in my house for a minute well I'm glad that, uh, I'm telling myself it was Walt, so I'm glad it was Walt. Me too. Thank you, Walt, for not doing anything too scary. Thank you, Walt, for being a kind soul. Yes. 
Um, please stay a kind soul. Don't please. decide that you are someone else. Um, okay, and now you're freaking me out. I just, sometimes I get nervous. Sometimes I find out the, like, oh, there's, like, a playful ghost in a house. And then all of a sudden, like, because you acknowledge it, you almost, like, welcome it Emma, in. Emma, stop it! What are you doing to me? I don't know. I'm trying to warn you, but... I just glance over and that creepy homemade clown doll someone made is right over your shoulder. <laughs> Sorry! Get out of my house! Well, all right. I'm down to tell you... Down to clown. Down to clown. Down to sassy. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w dot com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink it feels very fitting that juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy we're happy but because we're not mind readers we don't always know when they're unwell and in my experience cats are not the most you know open when it comes to sharing their woes and there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you seem really down to clown. Wow. I just need one last good yawn. And, uh, all right. So this is the story of... Uh, this is in West Palm Beach. Oh. And this is the story of the Riddle House. That sounds very frightening. Uh, so this is in WPB. WPB? So uh, the Riddle House is from 1905, it was built as like a city funded effort to give West Palm Beach a mortuary or like a funeral oh, parlor. Good start. Good start. <laughs> First bullet down. 
Uh, fun fact, it was built on property owned by Joseph Jefferson, who apparently was like a famous actor at the time. Oh, God, I don't know. That's what I've been told. Um, also, it was built by hotel construction, uh, the hotel construction team that also worked for Flagler. Oh, yeah. So the one I can't say. Flagler, yeah. Flagler. The one that's now a, a college campus, but looks like a castle. And that was in Florida, too, right? Yeah, it was also in Florida. Okay. So uh, the same company, the same construction team that worked with Flagler also built the Riddle House. And some of the parts of the house are actually built from hotel casts. Oh. Which is kind of cool, and because it looked kind of Victorian, looked kind of, I think it looked, I was told on some website, it looked like Edwardian. I don't know what that oh, means. Oh, it's very like a... It looked very she-she. Creepy, got, like, not gaudy, but like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elaborate. Yes, yes. Uh, it got nicknamed the Painted Lady. Oh, that's what uh, Victorian houses are called. Mm-hmm. I think because it had a little Victorian flair to it. So, uh... The Riddle House, or the property it was on, was... Uh oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't you dare. It's still okay. recording. Oh, my I'm word. I'm so sorry for that shriek laughter, but... I thought for the, a second... Ooh. The screensaver came on. I was like, if we had to do ads again, I was just going to walk out of this fucking house. <laughs> the, uh, the screensaver came on. It was a giant picture of me and Blaze that just appeared on the screen. So sorry about that. Whew. It actually, it's supposed to be pictures of you and me, but it also pulled photos of me and Blaze. That's nice. I tried to make it Justin. That's why we drink screensaver. It would have oh. been funnier if it was just you and me on the screen, but <laughs> us like smiling at ourselves being like, good fucking luck. What if it was in Florida? Okay. I'm done. Uh, also, I love the picture that you hung there yeah wasn't that nice it looks really good finally got it framed and hung up i'm sorry what? someone just texted me remember i moved out of pasadena yeah like in november yeah and i was looking for someone to take my spot no someone just texted me hi is pasadena room still available <laughs> how did they where is it listed like on facebook from eight months ago oh, why would God's you sake. You I should, should say like, yes. yes. <laughs> be like, go you to should the... be like, go to the address and just knock and see what happens. Yeah. Her name's Christine. You'll you'll hey! see it. Christine Maiden. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant me. No, because like, she still loves her. Leave me out of it. Uh, okay, so anyway. Bum, bum, bum. Sorry, that was really distracting. No, okay, so the, the hotel was built by the same team that worked on Flagler, and it's called the Painted Lady sometimes. So the property was adjacent to Woodlawn Cemetery. Oh, which apparently at the time in the early 1900s had a lot of crime in the area, especially in the cemetery. There were a lot of grave robbers exhuming bodies on a pretty regular basis. Um, one graveyard employee, his name was Buck. Buck. Okay. And he apparently actually died on the property after getting into a fight during no. his shift. So I don't know if that means like with another employee or like he was trying to like interfere like with off. grave. Yeah. With oh. grave robbers. So he's technically the first ghost of the property because he, oh my God, can he you... was there before the Riddle House was even there. What a story. So uh, because it was so dangerous, the city wanted more security checking on the property. And they decided like, oh, well, this building is a funeral parlor. Let's also make it the house for the cemetery overseer. OK. So that way they can live there. They're across from the cemetery and they can just go over there and always check on it. Makes sense. Um, so the building was originally uh, so it was built and named Gatekeeper's Cottage. That's cute. So that's its technical actual name. It's called Gatekeeper's Cottage and then later got nicknamed again as Riddle House. Got it. So it became the Riddle House in 1920, so 15 years later, when a man named Carl Riddle 
Crazy Carl. <laughs> crazy, crazy Carl. Carl with a K, by the way. Classic Carl. Um, That's a German name. Well, not Riddle, but Carl with a K. Carl, yeah. The guy with the white hand yep. thing in your home. <sighs> So in 1920, Carl Riddle, he became the cemetery overseeker, seer, seeker. <laughs> Sorry, I got Quidditch on the brain. Um, <laughs> and so he moved into the house and he was actually the city's first manager and superintendent of West Palm Public Works. Okay. Fun fact. Very fun. Pretty quickly, as soon as he moved <laughs> into the house, he started noticing strange activity and he actually kept a diary about all the stuff going on. Oh, that's smart. Uh, mainly he heard a lot of strange noises and would see things at night. He often wrote about, or even mentioned to other family that he regular, regularly heard footsteps and the sound of someone dragging chains up and down the stairs in the middle of the okay, night. Okay. I'm never complaining again about seeing a man in my dining room. He said it was just all the time. You just heard like heavy it's chains horrifying. being dragged up the stairs and down the stairs. God. So eventually Carl hired a guy named Joseph to help oversee the graveyard and also be like his handyman around the house. Okay. And um, during the, this was during the depression now, Joseph was having money problems and allegedly he couldn't take it anymore. So one day when Carl wasn't home, Joseph entered the house, went up to the attic and climbed up a ladder, <sighs> hanged himself oh, no. and died in the attic. Oh no. Shortly after Joseph died, uh, this is just like a fun fact. Um, shortly after he died, I think within the next couple weeks or months, the beam in the attic that he hanged himself from mysteriously caught on fire. What? And no nothing else in the house did. Just that beam? Just the beam. Weird. After that, activity really began to pick up. And so it seems like jo Joseph really became like the ghost of the house. It was like always kind of haunted. But then once Joseph died... It was just like, like, I'm taking over. It's like, this is going to be a haunted fucking house I'm now. The head Signed, ghost. Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> Best. <laughs> it is. Yes. Best regards. So after that activity really began to pick up and the house developed a huge reputation for being haunted. Mm. Um, it even began to affect the cemetery's business because employees would never last long. Hired help would regularly hear chains dragging, like in previous reports. Mm -mm. They would also report seeing apparitions and hear distant conversation and music playing. Wow. But from rooms that were totally empty. That's so creepy. After Carl moved, several businesses tried to buy the property, but none of them would ever last. Um, I don't know if that was because of paranormal encounters or they just, like, the business themselves couldn't keep up. Sure. But a lot of them did say a lot of strange stuff happened in the house when they were there. So I think it was just kind of an easy choice to move. Right. And by the 1980s, the Riddle House was a dorm building for Palm Beach Atlantic College. <laughs> Suckers. Can you imagine <laughs> no. living? Oh, my gosh. Suck, dude. Also, fun fact, that didn't last either. But um, <laughs> shocker. When I so in my college, the two buildings that I lived in, they were super haunted. Great. And I remember having uh, in my so we had the the suite system. So like it was sure. me and a roommate. And we shared a bathroom, bathroom with an attached room of right. two other people. And um, a lot. Of, so technically your room was kind of open to the other room. Sure. Um, and they could always get into your room if they really wanted to, unless they locked you locked the bathroom. But so there were a lot of times where the two, my two sweet mates would just wake me up in the middle of the night and they'd be like, we got to sleep in here. Nope. Like, there's something going on in our room. Both of them would wake up at the exact same time mm, no. and would just feel something just staring at them, no. like hovering over their beds. And they would just whisper to each other, being like, do you feel that? Do what the hell? That? 
And so at some point they just like, they're like, let's bring it to M's room. <laughs> they were like, please go away. And then it wouldn't go away. So they would just like run into our room. Absolutely not. And then there was another uh, dorm I lived in where there was definitely like a little girl that lived there. And like, she would like turn the TV on and off in the middle of the night. Oh God. Would like intelligently turn it off. If you said, turn the TV off. Oh God. Super creepy stuff. I don't remember actually if she intelligently turned it off or not. I remember something happening where we were like, we need a sign. Oh, she like, we were like, give us a sign that you're here. And there was like, right next to us was a desk. And it like, you just heard like heavy knocking and banging on nah. the desk right next to us. Like, oh no, she was there. Well, super creepy. Stuff. Allison and I shared a room all through college. Allison, was anything ever haunted? Or did we just sleep through it? I don't know if Allison's a believer, so uh, I know. she's going to say no. Both of you are too logical. <laughs> I would say yes on your behalf. I'd be like, oh, that place was so haunted. I'm glad I didn't like really get into any of this stuff when I was living in a dorm. I feel like I would have freaked myself the hell out. Well, I freaked myself out a lot, too, because in, then I lived off campus senior year. But the my junior year, I lived I lived in a different apartment every time. But sophomore year and junior year, that was when I was working with ghosts sure well yeah <laughs> and so then i would come home and just like go to sleep in my dark ass room and right. be like okay hopefully That's nothing true. followed me home the scariest thing ever i'm like oh i wasn't interested no i took ghost tours and shit all the time in like arlington and stuff yeah and i did one that scared me to this day it's like one of the scariest nights of my entire life really i don't even it was it was like this romanian tour guide and she told all these stories from like her hometown and all these and it was like at night and we were walking around arlington through the graveyards i went home and like had to tape shit up to my windows because oh, i was shit. so scared <laughs> such a baby oh my gosh yeah i don't think i i would uh would have uh, you know worked out well with a roommate go a ghost roommate Oof. no thanks well anyway anyway it didn't look good for palm beach atlanta college either Oy. so it was a dorm building for a hot second and then very quickly dismantled itself Eventually, people stopped trying to buy the property because they were like, okay, the <laughs> reputation is too wild. Nobody can last in that building. So the house just started to kind of deteriorate on its own. Zach Baggins was like, bring it on. Well. No. Are you kidding with me? You're no, very was... good at ruining the fun. I'm dead. <laughs> Let's call it psychic. That's more fun. You're so psychic. Um, so, well, we're not there yet, but you are on the right track. I'm sorry. I was trying to make a joke. But... In being fun, I ruined the fun, apparently. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so in 1995, uh, the city planned to knock it down because it was starting to just, like, fall apart. Sure. And Carl's nephew, had, since it didn't belong to anybody, I guess Carl's nephew inherited it from Carl? I'm not really sure how that works. But All Carl's right. nephew was involved with the house. So Carl had died. Carl had died. Got it. The okay. nephew named John was now involved with the house, and the city planned on tearing it down but john was like no 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 donate it to me and i'll relocate the house oh, so okay he said um that's interesting actually one of the first houses i ever investigated was a house that had relocated from across really? the river yeah so that was like kind of my thing because i was like oh my, the first haunted house i was ever in also relocated weird because apparently it like stirs up energy because you're literally taking spirits oh, and I moving see. them from where they're, they're, like, they're uprooting them exactly from their cemetery exactly oh god um and so john and a construction team broke down the house into sections and then rebuilt it down the road on on the south florida fairgrounds in a section of the fairgrounds called yesteryear village so let me tell you about yesteryear village that sounds so florida to me it sounds way cool it so, sounds like a retirement community it's like the ultimate retirement community wait for real because yesteryear village is the main event of the south florida fair which oh. is 
And it draws over like a half a million people a year. Um, it's a, quote, virtual museum, which displays 30 preserved Florida buildings from the 18 and 1900s that have all moved from their original sites or have been reconstructed from blueprints. Oh, that's really cool. So it's basically a history park of original or replicated buildings from Florida's past. It's on a five acres and visitors can walk through all the buildings during tours. So it's not like you just have to walk through That's a neighborhood really of cool. closed up homes. You can go into all of the houses and learn all the history. I love that. That is my, is that not the that coolest? That is the coolest thing. They have that in Detroit. Apparently it was closed when we went, but the uh, Henry Ford like collected houses and would have them like. Can you imagine having to that this power? massive like <laughs> field and you can, they do like tour, you can go in and see like a colonial cabin and then oh, like so you go cool. down it's like a victorian anyway so that's similar but way cool i was so sad it was closed that sounds really neat so keep in mind that when a property's moved like i said the energy inside the house moves with it oh god which means that 30 preserved historical homes have all moved into this one concentrated <laughs> area so this fairgrounds is riddled with ghosts <laughs> might i say might might you say it? I might say it. You might say it. I might have even written it down just to be able to remember to say it. Well, that's just super. So, <laughs> so the Riddle House car uh -huh. is now on permanent display at Yesteryear Village, which means so are the ghosts inside. Mm -hmm. And just like how um, if you change a house around, it can spike paranormal energy. Like if you like move furniture around or if someone moves or someone moves into the house or if someone goes to college and now like if if there's a change in the atmosphere of a home right. there's paranormal activity that usually spikes sure so something like moving the whole fucking house <laughs> uprooting it right? is a uh, is probably going to cause a big change in paranormal activity especially if it's already haunted yeah exactly and so the relocation of the house pissed off the spirits and it set off a wave of new activity oh great especially now that this house is surrounded by other fucking haunted houses <laughs> It's literally in a neighborhood of haunted houses. What a Every house has a fucking ghost, I'm sure. So the activity just skyrockets. Fun fact, Zach Bagans. There he is. Compared this to the village of the dead. What does that mean? I don't know. He just called it a village of the dead. Good. That's a very astute observation. It's like it's like a village of the dead. It's like, well, you are standing in a neighborhood full of ghosts. Aaron, so yes. Aaron, write that down. So uh a carpenter named Steve Carr, Pinter, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, Steve Carr, he... He could either have gone into auto sales or carpentry. There was no other option. Right. He had to be involved with a car or something. <laughs> uh, so he actually was interviewed on Ghost Adventures, but he's also, I think, been in other interviews away from the show. Um, he was one of the people involved in the reconstruction of the home um, on Yesteryear Village. He said that the building across from the Riddle House was uh, belonged to a Civil War captain. And apparently these homes had some paranormal bond. Oh, uh, ew. Which is weird. But I mean, I guess it makes sense that if you put all of that crazy activity all together, they would it would kind of magnetize Link. and they would yeah, all like be drawn to each other in some way. But so imagine like like moving into a new house and your neighbor across the street and you become best friends. Apparently. <laughs> oh, that I see. And now in a ghost. And it, so Wait. apparently the ghosts in the Riddle House and the ghosts the, in the house belonging to the Civil War captain 
started this weird bond and both of the houses seem to have mirrored paranormal activity. So you would go into one house one day and there would just be shit broken everywhere. Like clocks would fall from the ceiling or from the ceiling. Why are you clocks on the ceiling? I mean, it is a fairground. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) But clocks on the wall would fall or like cabinets would be open or glasses would be shattered. And then you would go into the other house and the same thing would be. They like mirrored each other. So I don't that's know if like creepy. the ghosts were conspiring. Being I hope like, that's what it is. Because like, okay, you go break shit and I'll break shit over in mine. <laughs> Did you break the clock on the ceiling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good okay, job. Good I'll job. I'll break mine too. But apparently, very specific activity would happen in both houses at the same time. So damn. Fun fact. I haven't heard about that kind of. Thing. I've never heard that before, yeah. but I guess I've never heard of a literal neighborhood of haunted oh. houses either. I'm sorry. It's actually called a uh, village of the dead. Right. 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 Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um. I think he Zach even said in the show, is this built for the living or built for the dead? And then What does that even mean? And then the guy who responded was like, It was built for the living, but it certainly accommodates the dead. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. Okay, good one. You really brought it back. I was gonna say, yeah, he really lifted that one up. So uh former yesteryear village chief of security, his name's Barry. Oh. He uh would regularly get reports about lights turning on and off in the house at night. Apparently, people would see someone walking past the windows. They would hear noises. People would report getting grabbed. They would, uh, women would feel their hair getting played with. Um, Ugh, that freaks me out. And as the house was being rebuilt, um, construction crews regularly reported heavy supernatural encounters. So workers would have tools thrown at them. Mm. Sometimes they would leave the tools in the attic, and when they came back uh, the next day, all the tools would be thrown down the stairs. Oh, my God. As if someone in the attic was like, get your shit Fuck out of here. This tools. is my space. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's scary. They're like, I'm just trying to do my job, man. Yeah. So they would have tools uh, thrown onto the bottom of the, uh, onto the bottom floor. Uh, windows would spontaneously shatter. Oh, God. This is a dangerous house. Uh, ladders that were left standing overnight were found knocked over. Sometimes they would literally be moved to a completely different room. No. Sometimes they would be missing altogether. Oh, God. But ladders specifically are some weird trigger in this house. That's weird. So it, it's pretty much a guarantee that if you leave a ladder in the house and then go home, when yeah. you come back the next day, it will not be where you left <laughs> it's it. It's going to be where you don't want it. Exactly. Oh, my God. Some actually think that... That could be Joseph, the guy who hanged himself in the oh, attic. Oh, shit. Because he climbed up a ladder yeah. to hang himself, and I, then he kicked the ladder out from under him I just to die. Shows. So a lot of people think that he has the connection with ladders. He's taking... Oh. Especially because most of the time, when they are found, they are found kicked over. Oh, my fucking God. Ugh. That just gave me chills. Steve Carr, the printer, he... Mr. Carr. He had a... Uh, he was quoted saying, I'll never go into the Riddle House again. Oh, because he remembers a time when he was working in there when the lid from an iron pot lifted three feet into the air and then flew horizontally across the room and struck him in the head. It hit him? Hit him. <gasps> he fell unconscious and a co-worker saw the whole thing and dragged Steve outside. But I mean, like a heavy... Do you think the co-worker did it? I don't know. That's my first thought. <laughs> He's like, no, man, it wasn't me. This just like, like what are you flew talking out of about? nowhere. It just went horizontal and everything. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. That is very frightening. So like the iron pot lid, mm-hmm. there have been several stories of a two by four piece of wood just flying up into the air and then flying horizontally across the room and hitting someone so in the head. really dangerous. 
Yeah, whoever's there really likes throwing things at people. Apparently, well, because usually I feel like I hear about that and it's like it whizzed right past my head and hit the wall. Like they don't. No, usually this guy's hit got you. accuracy. <laughs> He's like, I know what I'm he doing. He like should have like played baseball or something when he was alive. Well, his name's not ba- Mr. Base, so it just it wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, was that so one is bananas good. Stupid. That one had layers on layers. <laughs> you know, I'm very complex. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm a little frazzled. I'm so impressed. So uh, people have also felt or when they the construction workers also. What is wrong with me? People also rebuilding the house would regularly feel fingers running through their hair. Oh. They would see flashes of light fly by them. And in the attic's window, they reported seeing a torso hanging from the ceiling. Holy crap. Many workers would quit, um, obviously. And at one point, construction was forced to halt for six months until a whole new crew was found. Oh, my God. Everyone quit. They were just like, we don't have enough people to keep this running and no one wants to come back. How can I see a torso, man? I'm out. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. No. Whether it's live or dead or whatever. I think even if just someone on my crew saw it, I think the whole crew just stood up in unity and was like, fuck this. And just left. Especially if everyone has had little things like, I thought I put that ladder there. And then one person's like, I saw a torso. And everyone's like, right. You know what? You know what? It's it's increasing. We know. We don't need it to see how far it can go. (laughs) So when the Riddle House was rebuilt and ready for display, Yesteryear Village hosted a social event for people to enter it for the first time. So it was like a homecoming of sorts during this event there were um old photos of the house that were found by a local historical society and the pictures were from the 1800s and so they plan on having these pictures like on display and like unveiling them that night for the for the first time ever like no one had seen these pictures before and so as people were coming into the house uh the staff actually saw a couple in their late 30s like dressed in like victorian costumes and so they thought, like, okay, well, let's ask them to come take a picture by, like, all the old pictures. Oh, my God. So that way, like, it would be, like, a cool backdrop. Like, oh, here are all these pictures, and you can take a picture with a Victorian couple <laughs> in the house. Yeah. And so they went to go look for the couple to, like, ask if they would come stand at the booth. Oh, my God. And basically nobody could find them again. Uh, so they were like, okay, well, they must have left. But at the end of the night, the staff was looking through the pictures on the board that they had posted and out of all the old 1800s photographs of the house, there was one picture of the exact people that had walked <gasps> oh by. Oh my freaking God. And like... So they're like, that's a fun party. But also that kind of creeps me out because it means like something as simple as just photos have full attachments. Powerful, oh, powerful enough for you to manifest into a full apparition. Oh, so you think the photo brought that into the house? It wasn't like well, cause, uh, still in there? Well, because... Well, my thought personally is that the picture that they didn't i didn't get to see the picture but in all the interviews people anyone who saw the picture and saw the couple that night it's like guaranteed 100 percent carbon copy all the way down to the, every detail on the clothes that was them oh so they were literally and so reflections of the exact photo. yeah so i feel like they got pulled from the photo i don't I know. know this is scaring me very much well i just i think that one was super cool that reminds me of winchester house where people see that yeah. guy and then yeah. at the end of the tour there's like a big Exactly. Picture of all the co- construction workers from back in the day and it, the guy with the mustache. Oh, God. But so, yeah. Uh, Freaky. They said, like, absolutely, without a doubt, it was the same couple. There was no question about it. Oh, so, my God. That feeling when your heart sinks, like. Oh. Now think of all the pictures you have in this house and all the. Why are you doing this? I have literal pictures of Robert the doll everywhere. You're going <laughs> to. Oh, no. I know. I have Zach Bagan's dr- demon house right behind me. Yeah, but you also have Zach Bagan's autograph. Think of the power that carries paranormally. All the power. 
all the power. All the wealth in the world. So uh, to this day, people experience a lot of crazy paranormal stuff, such as orbs, intense temperature changes. Um, keep in mind, it is in Florida, and this place doesn't have power. So, Oh, great. <laughs> like, or maybe it does have power, but at night when no one's there, it's not like there's air conditioning going through the house. So the house is regularly, like, in the 80s or 90s, and people... Oh, God. Well, what the fuck was... <laughs> Sorry, that, that was Olive. <laughs> Olive, honey, you can't do that. It really scares me. Look at that happy tail. Thank you for kissing my toe. It's Thank hard you. to be mad at her, but oh my god, <laughs> it's easy. It's easy to try. Yeah. Okay. Can, can you leave? Where's Geo? Nope, because then Geo's gonna come in here. Let me let her out. Elevator music. Okay, sorry, we're back. So on average, since it's a Floridian home without air conditioning, it's usually like in the 80s or 90s in that house sure and so they're in like intense temperature changes where it's like in the 50s or 60s sometimes like it feels like an icy blast just goes through the house oh with no explanation there are lights uh, that streak by um people have seen the shadow of a man in the attic he really likes being near the window a lot of people can just see him through the window mm. and see him just pacing around the attic furniture moves behind you there's one story where like a guy was trying to clean and so he moved a, a chair so that he could get behind it to plug a vacuum in. And then when he turned around, the chair was like on the opposite side oh, of the room. Oh my God. The ghost like, here, I'll help you. He's like, oh, I didn't know that that was in your way. <laughs> uh, visitors hear music from the 1920s, but they can never find the source of it. Some have seen a boy playing in a bedroom. Oh God, that would scare me. Which apparently there's a like a whole child's bedroom that never gets explained. I don't know whose child ever lived oh. there, but it looks like a little kid's room with a bunch of toys in it. But apparently that's also the most dangerous, angriest room where when you go in there, you feel just like overwhelming anger and someone's staring at this you. This is horrifying. So in that room, apparently there's a boy playing in the bedroom, although most of the time you only hear like children's voices or something and who knows if it's a real right boy right exactly oh god people have also seen a woman getting ready for bed in the kitchen there's an apparition of a woman that likes to slam and bang on dishes <laughs> that's, and like sorry that's just me i guess <laughs> oh it's fine and like throwing things around like just loves throwing really What's heavy fun? shit these around people, these ghosts are very like active very very physical, physical. very physical let's get physical um some what was the office episode let's get yeah. ethical ethical, ethical. <laughs> sorry <laughs> just think about holly anyway go on let me hear your ethics talk i don't remember anyway so some of uh some have actually seen this woman apparently she will disappear as she approaches you the kitchen one yeah oh god people have also, oh god it's also been suggested that if you're looking for ghosts and you're in the house to also look out the window because wherever you are they aren't Ew. so if you're outside usually you can look through the window and they're there but if you're inside and look out the window they're walking the grounds so a lot what of people have seen uh this woman in a white dress with a white afghan dog oh and they just walk around and they never change pace or anything they just walk normally and How then odd. either turn the corner and you don't see them again or they'll just dissipate in front of you i guess that'll be me and geo someday just well geo will be just taking off like a bullet and i'll be in sweatpants right. not, a, not a pretty dress but yeah <laughs> otherwise pretty similar so uh reports have also been made of people seeing buck the original buck. cemetery keeper oh my um, god yeah apparently he also wanders the grounds and he also is seen hanging out on the riddle house's porch because that's where he used to take breaks apparently he's also wow. still seen working 
So interesting because he was moved from. I mean, he was transplanted with the house, even right. though he died in the cemetery. Right, but that's I think he still used it as like a manager's office or something. Oh, and so I think that's pretty that's cool. Wild, yeah. That even he got kind of uprooted from property yeah. adjacent from the house, which is so interesting. I mean, not to bring up Walt again, but like, remember we were trying to figure out like how he would have gotten from, yeah, short, like who knows how energies shift and move and. Well, my favorite thing about Walt is we asked like. We were like, where have you lived? And he listed like a bunch of fucking places. Yeah. And we were like, how did you do this? And all we got back was the word vagabond. <laughs> well, what did you do? We were like, maybe as a salesman, what did you do for a living? And it wrote vagabond. It's like, oh, so you just hop trains and that's how you got everywhere. <laughs> and then we said, what do you like to do for fun? He wrote whiskey or something. He was like, gin. gin. <laughs> I was like, me too. No wonder he hangs out with me. <laughs> and then. uh How funny. He said something else. I don't remember. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a character. Sassy, yeah. He said his favorite place to hang was Alabama or something. Oh, yeah, I think so. And he was from Georgia. Somewhere from the South, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. We never did find his family, did we? Well, a lot of people messaged in. I just never really got a chance to follow through. I need to go back and look at all the messages. Well, people found, like, matching families with the same names. Because remember he told us the name of his grand Yeah, grandkids. I remember one of them's name is Jason. Oh, and then there's a daughter. Then Jason has a sister. Weren't there twins or something? Yeah. Jason and a girl. We should look that up. And then their their dad is related that to That was Walt. freaky. That was very weird. It's very specific. It was very specific. Hmm. We'll have to ask about that. I have to go back and look. Anyway. So, uh... <laughs> well, it's like, I'll tell you. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm done. We'll figure it out on our own. <laughs> yep. So, uh, investigator... There's an investigator named Gary Busa. Gary Busey? yes actually weird (laughs) i think i've heard of him he has said that this is a quote from him employees say every time they try and hang a flag it gets torn down we've had a a door opening and closing on us and all parts of the house there has been known to be footsteps things moving things clinking some of the staff won't even come into the house at night oh my god and so as for the flag part that does become prevalent in uh the ghost adventures episode really so apparently like it's just impossible to keep flags in that house a lot of times they try to keep one in there for storage so that way on a good day they can hang like an american flag on the house sure but without fail every time if you put a flag in that house and then leave and come back five minutes later no one can find the flag it's gone it just goes away no it's just missing what the hell so they warned zach they were like if you really want some activity make sure if you have access to a flag bring it with you because like that shit's not Something's going to happen to the flag. He's like, I brought my uh, my f- my own crest on right. the flag. <laughs> Zach Baggins logo. Uh, and it's just got one bicep on it. <laughs> uh, so there's a report of people seeing a solid head and torso of a black suited man uh-uh. against the window with a noose around his neck. Oh, my the, God. And the end of the noose is attached to the attic meme and he peers down at you. So forget it. Hanging and staring at you For while hanging. Get about it. For real. Very traumatic. Sorry. Birth control. It keeps happening. Uh, <laughs> horrifying. 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 Uh, the yesteryear staff actually said that that spirit is believed to be a former boarder. He's also seen apparently on the lower floors and walking the grounds. Although a lot of people will argue that that's Joseph. That's because, what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people think it's probably Joseph. Keep in mind that some of the spirits here now might not even come from the riddle house because since this is literally a neighborhood oh of ghosts God, right. like there so the argument is like well it's probably joseph but then the other argument is like even though only two people died on this property this is a community of ghosts sure. like people are probably just walking into each other's houses and haunting whatever they That's feel like fun we should move there we should when we retire 
that does sound like our version of like celebration right the celebration exactly. village. and instead of retire i mean and by retire i mean you know like on our expire right <laughs> but when we do that we should move there together absolutely okay i mean it sounds like you can just throw shit whoever goes first meet me at yesteryear village okay okay cool whoever you if you go I'm like f- whoever <laughs> if you go first that's where i, I thought plan- you're talking to our listeners i was like i don't know if there's room for all of us <laughs> just no. kidding you're all christine invited. if you go first meet me there okay and if i go first meet me there seriously see yeah let's do it Catch why you. do we have to go to florida to meet can we find a new well we'll we'll meet up in florida and then we'll go somewhere colder okay we'll go to a bar for sure go somewhere without uh i almost said alcohol i meant alligators <laughs> Al- alcohol yes alligators no well that's a given okay so <laughs> glad uh, we figured that out yes so the yesterday's staff said that it's probably a former border but a lot of people think it's joseph but the argument does stand that it could be anyone that haunts any of those nearby buildings sure um, just walking into each other's places. Just being like, I'm bringing my noose into this house now. By the way, let's trademark that as a sitcom idea. I love it. For like, everyone's a ghost. And like, it's this normal sitcom except that everyone's dead. Except that is kind of a thing already with... Um, a good, the Good Place? Oh, well, The Good Place. But there's also a show with uh, Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen. Have you seen it? No. Oh my God, it's so good. Okay, well... It's about how they die, they die and then they meet up at this suburb. Mm, called Yesteryear Village. Oh my god, wait. Wait a minute. Oh my <laughs> I have goodness. I to look at what that's called. It's a really good show. So, uh, just to stay stay just to stay safe, um, staff will go through the house if they have to go through the house, they will always say hi and bye to the house out of respect just so nothing follows smart, them away. Smart. And the most dangerous ho- a spirit in the house has known to be Joseph, who hanged himself in the attic. Mm. Apparently, he has spoken to psychics. He has talked he makes it very clear whether or not you're a psychic. He does not like men and he will attack them. Oh, he's the, apparently the one that throws things out of nowhere, mm-hmm. which would make sense because the entire construction crew was men. Sure. And uh, even on a, a tour, a guy has had a piece of wood thrown at his head and nobody knows where the wood even came from. It wasn't like stored anywhere. He's just been saving this two by four. For... He just fucking makes it disappear until he needs it. Holy. He, all the flags one day are just going to get dumped out <laughs> on Zach Baggins. Like on laundry day. Like <laughs> here are all my Surprise. flags. So he also uh, he's also likely to be the guy who kept attacking the construction workers, like I said. To keep everyone, especially men, safe from Joseph, the attack, the attack, the attic, my stupid brain. The- <laughs> you know what? If you're reading fast, attic does look a little like attack, 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 attack. attack. Uh, the attic is padlocked and nobody is ever allowed in there just to keep everyone, especially men, safe. Because wow. Joseph doesn't like people in his space. Oh and if God. men go up there, they will be attacked. Spooky. There is such a high demand because it's like a forbidden fruit. Like, what does the attic look like? Um, people ask all the time, can we go in the attic? When Humans we're... are so dumb. I know. Okay. Well, there's, they all say like, if we're allowed in the house, we want to see the attic. Oh my God. But everyone's like, we're not going to let open the attic to you. So staff have actually gone in there and taken pictures inside the attic and then taped them to the attic door. So you oh, can no. like basically see the, what the room They're looks like, like. No one's allowed in, but the staff has to go in and take fi- pictures. Only the women. Only though, the ladies. Because like <laughs> life isn't hard enough for you yet. All right. So some people have even seen Joseph face to face, apparently. Oh, God. Uh, apparently there's an investigator named Will. Uh, and Will was quoted saying, we set up, we were setting up in the Riddle House three years ago. We did all the usual stuff. We took all the usual precautions. We communicated with some folks about halfway through. It was starting to look like we weren't going to be making any contact that night because the dead folks were silent, you know? <gasps> when all of a sudden, I, I mean, out of nowhere, Joseph comes screaming from literally out of the woodwork. Fuck. I could see through him, but he grabbed me just the same. I felt his hands around my throat. 
as he screamed in my face to get out. I can tell you we left right that minute. Oh, yeah. And then someone asked, would you ever go back into the house? And he said, maybe, but not without a priest. Oh, my God. Grabbed his throat. Yep. I think the scariest thing would be like having it in your face like that. Just looking right at you. Having an alive man screaming in my face, get out. I can't imagine anything scarier. And then add the fact that he's see-through and dead. Correct. Yep. Oh my god. So now I will end on the things that happen on Ghost Adventures. So super. um, So Zach had a psychic come in with no prior knowledge to the house. um, And she very quickly picked up the name Joseph. Ooh. The psychic said that he has, quote, taken ownership of the house and doesn't like that he had to move. So that's that's pretty specific for someone who didn't know anything. Sure. In the children's room, that's where uh, she sensed have anger. And she sensed that this room, the child's room, has so much anger because that is where Joseph's life was about to end. So that was the uh, the prequel to him going to the attic <sighs> and that, hanging. Oh, so that's where he like maybe decided to end his life? So in this room, apparently there was a heated argument between at least four men about money. Oh. Joseph was apparently, from her guess and from her senses, these four men, three of them were very well-known people in the community and Joseph was the fourth that was not very well known. And he was falsely blamed for stealing a lot of money. Oh. But he was covering for one of the other people in the argument. Oh, my God. Because apparently he was so well known he couldn't take the fall or his whole family's reputation would be ruined or something wow. like that. So Joseph ended up taking the fall and being told throughout the community that he was the one that stole money. Something like that. Sure. Where like He stole a lot of money from a big community. Although he, to this day, claims that he didn't. He right. took the fall for someone else who was higher in power. No wonder he's embittered. Yeah. So, apparently that is when he decided that he was going to go to the attic and end his life because he didn't want to handle the repercussions. Oh freaking God. That's so dark. Apparently, the psychic was able to speak directly to Joseph in the attic. Uh-oh. And Joseph said that he feeds off of people's fear. Mm. And he watches people from the window. He loves scaring people and throwing things at them. And of course, he hates men, especially Aaron. No! Why Aaron? Why? I don't know. Maybe because, like, the more afraid you are, like, the more open you... The less dominant one or something. Maybe, yeah, like, easiest to sick on or... Yeah. He just hates Aaron. (laughs) Just hates Aaron. Also, keep in mind, I watched this episode. It was only episode four. It was that early. It was that so early. already happening to Aaron at the beginning? So, like, he had no idea what kind of life was destined for him. Oh, bud. He was, like, he thought it was, like, kind of funny, like, oh, he doesn't like me. Giggle, giggle. I'll volunteer to stay up here. And then that was, like, the beginning of the end for Aaron. Because <laughs> truly. Then he just got hated by everyone. Oh. So the psychic. Also, it was kind of interesting because it was so early. It was actually, uh, like, you could tell Zach was genuinely afraid a few times. Interesting. Because he hadn't, I guess, built up this, like, experience where he was like, ugh, another fucking ghost throwing things at us. <laughs> but, like, this was only... Where he's ep- like, come at me. Yeah. Come at me. This was, like, episode four where, like, something minor would happen. He'd be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's that? I can't tell if that's more or less annoying. Well, well he seemed <laughs> genuinely scared, which, like, I would fucking be. Oh, for sure, so, dude. So, uh, the psychics were also able to... Uh, walk out of the house and onto because remember they only moved the house to yesterday yesteryear village which wasn't too far from its original plot they were able to go on a walk with the psychics and the psychics were able to find the exact land plot that the house used to be on no without knowing anything about it they even pointed and said that it was on like 
Acacia Road or Akasha Road or... Oh my god, so they're like, this is... The energy came from here. Yeah, they were like, he's telling me that this is where the house used to be. Wowza. So they were able to find the land. Um, And while investigating, after the psychics, while investigating... Zach and Nick and Aaron all heard footsteps in the kids' room, um, and a locked door tried to force itself open. Uh, they felt extreme cold blasts. They could hear clattering, and they found basically like they heard about the two by four stories. So they left one on the stairs, being like, "If you want to throw oh, this, God. throw this." And you watch on its own on camera; it fly down the stairs no. by itself. They all at the same time feel something go through them, something cold go through them down the stairs. Mm. They hear something get thrown onto the ground and they find a flag that they had stop it that they had set up and leaned against the wall. It had knocked itself over in the opposite direction. So it's not like it slid down or anything. It had been tipped over, had to defy gravity to be able to move that way. And it was too heavy to even tip by accident. So someone moved the flag and they were all upstairs. They heard the sound and went down and it was on the ground. They also caught two female EVPs. They heard walking in the attic. They heard thumps. Someone heard running going up the stairs. And they also heard something fall to the ground really, really hard in the kitchen, which they did catch on camera. And that was a really loud, jarring sound. Oh, God. Of course, Zach has Aaron stay in the attic alone. Already. (laughs) And there's a corner behind Aaron with a bunch of junk, just kind of like storage, I guess. Right. And on camera, you can see a massive birdcage shove itself off of a shelf and fall to the ground. Oh, God. And that is the story of the Riddle House. Ah! It's so spooky! Anyway. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a really good one. That one is scary as hell. I've never even heard of this place. So this one was one of the first ones where I was, like, doing it so late in the middle of the night. And I, like, shocked. I, like, scared myself. Interesting. And I went to bed and it was super dark. Like, and I kept telling myself I was seeing shadows and shit. It was oh, the first one no. that, like, really, like, Got made to me. you? Yeah. Wow. I had to stay up and, like, watch The Office. Well, glad I'm not the only one anymore. <laughs> Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. 
With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All settled in. All settled. We had a little geo break. We had a little scritchy break. Oh, a little, little touch on his tush. A little scritcheroo. Um, and we're back with another story. This time, not led by me. <laughs> oh, boo-hoo. Oh, oh, everyone's, everyone's so sad. Quit the podcast. <sighs> Take it away, Christine. I want you to wow me. I want you to really just fuck me up on this one. Oh, really? Well, then I guess we should just end it here. <laughs> JK. I have a mystery for you today. Yes! A cold case, if you will. I love a good cold case. This is a story. Case the... of beer. I don't. I don't know why I said that. Good one, Dad. <laughs> good it, love a good case. A... Or not even Dad, just like weird uncle. <laughs> the, the biggest humor of it all is like, I don't like that. That's definitely the biggest humor. Definitely the funniest part. A cold case of ice cream. Hilarious. Sorry, go, keep going. Uh, sure. I guess I will. I'm sorry. You said it was not led by you, but I guess it kind of is, huh? Look, I, I find myself <laughs> in this position at all times. I can't escape it. Oh, here we go. Okay. This is the mystery of the Eastall woman. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I found this on BuzzFeed Unsolved. I was watching The Web. Oh, okay. And uh, they did a story on this, and I'd never heard of it. And I was like, that is spooky. So naturally, I went... On the Google oh, and searched for it, and I, I see. found quite a few articles and things, and some of them very recent. So there have been some like updates. Mm, mm, mm. Did you write about it on the Notepad afterwards? On <laughs> what's that? I only know cool <laughs> internet terms. Um, so this is the mystery of the East Doll woman. It's in Norway, so I'm hoping I'm saying that right, or at least somewhat right. We'll uh, see. Sure, I'm sure someone will tweet at me. So. On the afternoon of November 29th, 1970, hmm. a man and his two daughters were out on a Sunday hike in the foothills of Mount Ulriken in Bergen, Norway, in sure. an area known as the Isdalen Valley. As they were walking through the area popularly known as Death Valley. Get the fuck out of here. Because, you know, why don't you take a hike there on a Sunday with your children? <laughs> right, right. Sounds like the exact opposite of my plans. <laughs> Like, if the word death is in it, I already know whether or not I should be there. Except you go to, like, the death museum and shit like that. I went once, and I will say I regret it. Uh, true. And you definitely war warned me not to go. I did. I'm telling you to this day not to go. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. Um, you shouldn't. You shan't. I won't. I shan't, and I won't. That's what I always say. Can't, shan't, want. You know? That's, I mean. That's what I always say. You say it once, say it a million times. <laughs> so they're walking through Death Valley. Much like you do. And they stumble upon the body of a woman wedged between some large rocks. Wedged. Yeah, not <sighs> good. They contact police, obviously, and one of the first uh, people on the scene is a poli police lawyer named Carl Os. Okay. I think. Sure. Who immediately noticed the very strong scent of burnt flesh. <gasps> oh, no. Indeed, the woman's body was severely charred and her arms were in a sort of defensive position. Um, oh, no. Like in the BuzzFeed video, they described it as like the boxer position, which apparently is a very common position for burned bodies to be in. Wow. Which actually is weird because I remember when I went to Pompeii, too, that's like a very common um, 
like where it's Weird. kind of that defensive position where you put your arms over your face and sure stuff. yeah fascinating anyway um so it's common in burned bodies and oddly although the front of her body was burned so severely she was barely recognizable the back of her body was seemingly not burned at all hmm. however okay. her neck had a big bruise on the right side okay she was about five feet four inches tall between 25 and 35 years old they thought and unfortunately officers were unable to tell how long she'd been there or when she had died uh, alongside the body, they found, here's a little list for you. Okay. A dozen phenobarbital sleeping pills, brand named Phenomol. Okay. An empty bottle of St. Halvard liquor, two partially charred plastic water bottles, an almost fully burned plastic container, remnants of rubber boots, a scarf, an umbrella, a watch, two earrings, and a ring, and beneath the body was a fur hat, which was later found to have contained petrol traces on it uh, okay i don't know what to do with any of that I know, information it's just a lot it's like a weird scavenger hunt so far <laughs> it's like a really difficult and sad scavenger hunt um strangely the jewelry and the watch had not been found on her body but were actually positioned aside to the side huh. um and according to one of the forensic investigators who had been there on the scene quote the placement and location of the objects surrounding her body was strange it looked like there had been some kind of ceremony ew Oh, no. What's more, all of the identifying labels on her clothes had been removed. Huh. Someone had even removed the labels from all the glass bottles that they had found. So very intentional. Like, yeah. Very intentional. Exactly. Okay. And, like, even the bottles, just, like, plain bottles, had the labels removed, which was just odd. Um, because they didn't know who she was, uh, the police dubbed her the Easdall woman because of where she was found. An autopsy discovered a large amount of sleeping pills in her system. Uh it was the same that they had found the phenobarbital pills, except she had 50 to 70 pills in her stomach mm. and they had not been fully absorbed by her system before her death. And they also found smoke particles in her lungs, meaning she was alive when she was burned. Okay. So she had taken 50 to 70 pills, uh -huh. sleeping pills. Sure. Then before they kicked in was burned to death. Got it. Okay. So, so just like an odd it's also odd because, like, the pills were then meant for really nothing. Right. Right. Because they hadn't like they, absorbed into the system yet. Yeah. It's very strange. They, like, they never functioned as anything. Right. And 70 sleeping pills would have done, done something. Done the job. Yeah. 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 Um, so there was also a high level of carbon monoxide in her system, which they attribute to the fire. So she had breathed it in. That's how she had died. Got it. Um, due to the carbon monoxide in the pills, the police ruled her death a suicide, uh, saying that they believed she had taken the pills herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spot where she was found was actually the location of many suicides in the Middle Ages, interestingly enough. Huh. Uh, and where some hikers had actually fallen to their death the decade before in the 60s, which is actually why it was nicknamed Death Valley. Got it. people literally died there. So, again, wow. not a super place to take your kiddos. But... I mean, reason a million why I won't go. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know you guys are asking for all the reasons we won't I know, go. I know, I know. I've been to the Death Valley here, too, and it was 123 degrees and our car broke down, so also a bad idea again firm pass mom what were you thinking <laughs> anyway the place where they were to um where she, her body was found was very remote it was very dangerous it was not a hiking path so it's not like she was on a regular route but there's um, not much of a reason for her to be there yeah it was a very out of the way very remote spot like very intentional that someone would be there so anyway considering the odd setup of the crime scene and the fire uh many people were skeptical that her death has been a, had been a suicide because why on earth would you take 70 sleeping pills and then set yourself on fire Right. It's like, right. you already did the thing that's going to... Do you in. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, burning alive is not very appealing compared to... It's also, to... like, isn't burning alive, like, the most exactly, painful exactly. type of death? And, like, to do that willingly after you've already 
yeah. started the process. It's just an it, odd... I mean, it definitely all hints to, like, someone else isn't involved. Right. It doesn't seem logical, anyway. Police immediately launch a full-scale investigation in an attempt to determine her identity. Uh, composite sketches based on witness descriptions and analysis of her body were published in the Norwegian media and circulated via Interpol. So this was a huge news story in town because Bergen was known as very peaceful, low crime rate. This kind of thing did not happen there. So this was just like a shocking revelation. Um, took over the media. Three days after finding the... is. Oh, God, I feel like I'm saying it wrong every time. The Easdal woman's body, two abandoned suitcases were discovered at a local railway station mm. in Bergen. In the suitcase was a pair of sunglasses that had partial fingerprints on the lens, and they matched those to the Easdal woman's body. Okay. So they were her suitcases. In the suitcase, police discovered another list for you. Love it. Wigs, clothing with all the labels removed. Huh. A tube of eczema cream with the doctor's name and date and identifying information removed including the patient's name makeup with all the labels removed in the lining of the suitcase they found 500 deutschmarks 130 norwegian kroner coins from belgium switzerland and the uk and then one item that was especially intriguing was a diary with several entries the only problem was that the entries were written in code what the fuck spooky this is a mastermind murder creepy huh wow they also found a plastic bag from a shoe store located about 130 miles away in Stavanger, Norway. And they went there and contacted the people uh, who worked there. The store owner's son, whose name was Rolf Rortvet, described selling blue boots to a woman three weeks prior. Um, and the boots he described matched the ones they found melted next mm. to her body. Okay. Rolf says the woman had made an impression on him because she took a long time choosing her boots, much longer than the average customer. And <laughs> just fun fact... A they were called celebrity boots. Oh. He's like, oh, she bought celebrity boots. That's which... like my mom with her rock star jeans. Yeah, she loves yes. old Navy rock star jeans. Hilarious. That's exactly it. Yep. It's like, oh, this is like what the, what the, the stars what the wear. people are wearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so she had bought a pair of celebrity boots. So this was actually like a really big lead because he was able to describe what she looked like and acted like when she was alive. He said she broke... She spoke broken English with an accent and had a calm and quiet expression. She was well-dressed, medium height, with a round face, dark brown eyes, long dark hair, and had a strange odor. Okay. Years later, the man would finally realize that the odor was garlic. It's like it kept him up for right? nights on nights on nights for years. And he was like, aha. One night. How many times did he have to avoid the smell of garlic to not piece it together? Right? For years. I'm just like, and I feel like the first time you smell garlic after that case, you're like, oh, that's what that girl smelled like. uh, Right? It's like one of the most specific smells, but yeah, Yeah. I just, yeah, it must have been one night in the middle of the night, his neighbor starts cooking something at three in the morning and he like wakes up in bed. He had like some revelation. Yeah. Yeah. Epiphany. Um, so that, I just thought was so odd because they never really touched on that. They were just like, years later he realized it was garlic and I'm like, we're not going to touch on all the like years of suffering he went through. Sure. (laughs) Um, So using Rolf's description, police are able to trace the woman to a hotel nearby where she had checked in as Fenella Lorch. Fenella. Fenella Lorch. Okay. Sounds like Vanilla. Oh, it sounds like a Harry Potter name to me, Fenella. Oh, I just heard like vanilla lunch and I was like, okay. You're like, let's go. It sounds tasty. With some garlic. Throw a little garlic in there. You got a lot of Mm -mm. of strong flavors. (laughs) The flavor profile is really showing itself. Gross. Um, But when police went back to Bergen to check hotels there. Uh, no hotel had housed a woman named Fenella Lorch. 
or vanilla lunch, weirdly enough. Interesting. That's where I am lost now. Now we're just really confused. It all started <laughs> to make sense. Right. I was on track. Now I'm way off track again. I literally wrote, in other words, Fenella Lorch was not her real name. Uh, so in case we hadn't figured that out yet. Sure. Um, it emerges that the woman had stayed in several hotels in Norway using different aliases. And since mm. most hotels required guests to show a passport when they checked in, uh, this means she would have had several fake passports. So she's a spy, I've decided. She's a spy, we think. Uh, police use handwriting analysis on the check-in forms at the differing hotels. So they actually, it's really cool, they showed it on the BBC article. They had the actual check-in forms, and then they compared all the handwriting samples, mm. like, from the 70s back then. So it was really Interesting. cool. Yeah. Which actually now I am convinced she's a spy. Is that like a fair argument so far? No, I said that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, oh, between yeah. like having all the wigs and all like the unlabeled shit. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. She like, but then that 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 spins it around because I was like, oh, there was a murderer who like definitely didn't want us to figure out who she was. But I think even before she was murdered, she didn't want us to know who she was. Wink, wink. Oh, my goodness. I am her on top of it today. Her own eczema cream. She uh, wiped off the name. Yeah. She was like, no one better know what I have going on. <laughs> Listen, it smells like garlic. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Nobody needs to know about my skin condition. Um, yeah, so she... Right, so they um, did the handwriting analysis and all the different check-in forms to link um, to link the her. I hear you. Um, and then remember the diary? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So oh, it, and code! Yeah, she's a spy. Yeah. I mean, Thank I know you for joining us on this mission. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm keeping up. Listen, I confirmed you the first time when I say I'm keeping up. I mean, like, like how I would keep up in a race where like I'm all the way behind. In Death but Valley. I'm still near, <laughs> you know. No, you're good. You're in it on it on top of it around it. I'm just having a lot of like aha moments all at once. I love it. Listen, own it. Um, so they link. So the diary with the code, they're able to link the uh, check in forms and the different time and dates that she was at the different hotels to the code. And it turns out that the code was entries that corresponded to her stay in all the different cities. So she had oh. like a, her own code for like when she was in Paris right. from October 5th to the 10th or whatever. So sure. they were able to like track where she was. Got it. By analyzing the code, they determined she had been traveling around Europe with at least eight fake passports, a majority of which were from Belgium, but all of which were fake. So now one of the names that they found, like, matched up to a real person. Um, so now the wigs and the missing labels. It's all, all makes kinda, sense. Yeah, exactly. Coming together. Um, so they went to talk to the staff at all the hotels she'd visited to kind of get a better idea of her persona. And they found out she often asked to change rooms. That was one mm. of her things that she did. In one hotel, for example, she asked three times to change rooms, which just sounds like a pain in the ass to me, but all right. But I get it from a spy's perspective of, sure. like, keeping everyone off trail. Yeah, and maybe, like, this room's not secure enough or something Mm. i don't know but yeah too many windows too many windows too many potentials for bugs like but not but like electric bugs i was like oh are we going to mosquitoes oh i see that kind of (laughs) like wires i'd be a terrible spy (laughs) um so she asked i'm too polite i'd be like no this room's fine it's fine i'll just be really quiet so they don't hear anything i say yeah there's a man with a gun outside but i don't want to bother anybody exactly um so she asked three times at one place to change uh rooms she was known to utilize some german english and flemish mm. remember my flemish song I, oh i remember you singing to me in flemish <laughs> uh, she was well dressed she was a smoker she mostly stayed in her room and she seemed to be on guard most of the time mm-hmm. she told host- hotel staff that she was a traveling saleswoman and antiquities dealer 
Oh, said the spy. Said the spy. Isn't that like such a spy thing to say? Mm -hmm. I'm just a dealer of antiquities. Right, exactly. (laughs) Sounds like a Toby Flunderson novel. (laughs) (laughs) He was working on a murder mystery. Yeah. Uh, She was also known to order porridge with milk as her main meal. Vanilla lunch. Hold on. Wait. Wait a minute. One whole second. Hold on. (laughs) Porridge with milk. Wow, I think we figured out her code name. Holy you know, everyone's shit. got like a spy code name, like this is Falcon. It's like, yeah, this is Vanilla Lunch. <laughs> this is the worst. I mean, her English was broken. Maybe she thought it was cooler than it was. Maybe that's what she when she ordered like porridge with milk. She was like, "May I have some Vanilla Lunch?" And they knew exactly what she was talking. They were about. like, "Oh hell yeah!" Wink, wink. Yep. No bugs in this porridge. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I should not write. No a- humor in this room. <laughs> oh boy um a 21 year old waitress working at one of the hotels said the woman had left a strong impression on her quote my first impression of her was one of elegance and self-assuredness she tells the bbc she looked so fashionable i wished to be able to mimic her style in fact i remember her winking at me oh from my perspective it felt as though she had thought i had been staring a bit too much at her she probably was if she's a spy too, like very aware of like how much people were staring at. Oh her yeah, and stuff. like also imagine like your own paranoia feeding into that. Oh of, like, my god, they're probably not. But I'm, like, I'm probably I... just really attractive, right? And dress well, <laughs> right? But also, or they're just knows. not looking, and I'm just telling myself they are. Or they think it's weird. I just ordered vanilla lunch. Right, I, there's right. a number of reasons <laughs> someone could be staring at you. But yeah, so she's like, I felt like I was staring a bit too much at her. So she winked, which I was like, that's kind of a fun disarming. Like, yeah, way. it's like I know you're looking at me. I see you. I see it. Also very brave, because what if the 21-year-old waitress was a spy, a spy and your enemy, and you just fucking wink at them like, stop looking at me. Like, you know who I am, and I know who you are. Yeah. Ooh. Um, she said, on one occasion while I was serving her, she was in the dining hall sitting right next to, but not interacting with, two German Navy personnel, one of whom was an officer. Hmm. So I wrote here, I hope we've all <laughs> arrived at the theory that she's a spy. So we have. We All arrived. right. We arrived there, right? Yeah, I've Everyone's arrived. on board. I am on board. I barely made it, but I'm on board. You have made it. You're driving the train. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. are. Um, so we got the fake passports, aliases, wigs, different languages, secret codes. Um, and keep in mind, this is in the midst of the Cold War. Sure. So there were a lot of spies actually in Norway at the time. Um, a lot from Israel, it turns out. Uh, and a lot from other, from Russia. Hmm. So this is the most frequently cited theory, especially considering the nine passports. Um, and that also seems to imply a very intricate professional organization because to have nine convincing fake passports is like doesn't seem like a very it's not like a hobby that one would necessarily have outside of. Like, right. Right. If they needed a reason or if they had a reason. Um, Norwegian national defense records have since been declassified and show some extremely interesting coincidences. Many of the Isdal woman's movements uh, through her different cities seem to correspond to top secret trials of the Norwegian Penguin missile, which apparently was an anti-ship and land attack missile that was being uh, on on trial at that point. I don't know. So it seems like I didn't totally, I don't really know much about weaponry. Believe it or not. No, I know. I know that's really shocking. Odd. Um, But it it seemed to match like the trials of that missile. Sure. Uh, a fisherman even said to have recognized the unknown woman while observing military movements in Stavanger, where she had stayed. Yet the fact that the police wouldn't budge on the conclusion that her death was a suicide led some people to suspect that the local police had maybe been involved, or at least were doing a cover-up. Sure. 
Uh, around this time, there were a number of other strange disappearances close to military installations in Norway, which also seems to lean toward the espionage theory. And then another mystery. So there's this crime reporter back in the 70s who was tasked with writing an article about her. And his name was Knut Havik. And he was going through, he was given a, some old case or some case files. And he was going through the files and he found a big envelope with a cassette tape inside. However, the envelope had a note on it that said, do not open without express, express permission from the supervisor. So he just put it back. What? And it's never been revealed what was on that tape. Isn't that the most infuriating thing you've ever heard? That took my breath away. It's infuriating. It's like, of course he opened. <clears throat> nope, he just left it. And the BuzzFeed article, or the BuzzFeed video, they were like, oh yeah, that would make for a great movie. You're He's right. like a crime reporter. He stumbles upon a mystery tape. He's like, well, guess I can't open it. It's like, ah, oh, shucks. Aw, oh, that was so close, too. Imagine if that just had every ounce of information yes. you needed. Like confirming. I wonder if he goes home and hates himself I afterwards. Wonder. It's like so infuriating. Or he was like, nope, just being honest. Yeah. And it's like, you're a crime reporter, man. Get to the story. But, mm. oh, well. So uh, as for her death, several theories exist, like how she actually died. The first is suicide, which is the official ruling. Um, so 50 to 70 pills were found in her system, which was understandably seen as pointing to suicide, um, as it would be somewhat difficult to force someone to take 70 pills. But again... You know, you put a gun to someone's head. Sure. They'll take 70 pills, I yeah. guess. You know, yeah. who knows? Um, however, the rest of the clues don't quite add up because why would they have, if it were a suicide, why would she have taken the 50 sleeping pills and then set herself on fire? Um, but then again, if it was a murderer, why would you force someone to take 50 sleeping pills and then set them on fire? The right. whole thing is just very odd. Like, it doesn't really add up. Could it have possibly been like an accident where she... That's the next one. Oh. Yeah. Listen, I think I'm a cop. Hey, I, I earlier think... you were telling me I was ruining the fun and now you're a cop because you're guessing the next bullet. Listen, I am ruining the fun too, for sure. I, I admit that. And I'm sorry. Well, but so... I, also... So I'm a psychic and you're a cop. I would go by detective. Sure. I'd say detective. I like the sound of that. Inspector. So, okay. Now you're. Now we're just... Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, is that it? You're not going to go any That's further up the, up That's the hierarchy? I'll keep you updated. Okay. <laughs> if you'd pull that stupid Tesla thing where you scream a new colonel in like 10 minutes. No, no, no. Okay. If, if I were going anywhere higher, it would just be captain purely for America. You know what I mean? Captain Norway. Captain Norway. So. That's what they call me. <laughs> Don't ever. Do not Detective call him. Detective Schultz, a.k.a. Captain Norway. We, we all know I'm Captain Canada, so let's not pretend here. Oh, my God. And I'm the one ruining all the fun. Okay. So, da-da-da. Right. So the next thing I was thinking, too, about, like, if she were a spy and you were murdering a spy or if she were committing suicide, there are easier ways to die than 70 sleeping pills. Yes. Cyanide pill? Something? One cyanide pill. Right. It's probably more powerful than 70. Right. And or it's even like 60 immediate. or 50, by exactly. the way. <laughs> exactly. So it just seems like an odd way. Like, if she were a spy, that seems very odd. The second theory like M said, is that it was an accident. Captain Canada. The way her body was positioned, she may have fallen into the fire, then jumped backwards away from it mm. and w had caught on fire, which is perhaps why the front of her was burned. I see. Um, it also was later hinted that she may have had a large can of hairspray in her possession, which could have exploded if she had dropped it in the fire sure. or if it were on her body it's anywhere. Um, then again, that doesn't explain that there was petrol on her belongings. Like they found petrol right. in the hat and in her fur and stuff, which they confirmed was what had started the fire. Um, so the third and final theory is obviously murder. 
If she really was a spy, it is entirely possible that she had enemies who wanted her dead. Uh, clues that point to murder are the jewelry and watch, which had been laid to the side as though placed by somebody. I mean, she could have done that herself, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the original guy said it looked very, like, intentionally placed around her, which was just odd. Um, and then there was also that big bruise on her neck that couldn't be explained. Right. Uh, many people ascribe to the murder theory. Even back then, the police lawyer I mentioned uh, way in the beginning claims that no one in the Bergen Police Department believed it was a suicide. Uh, in fact, that crime reporter, you know, Knut, who didn't open the... Right, right, right. The very wary crimes. The, the very wary crime, support, crime reporter. Sounds very like wary ch- reporter. Sounds very... like a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> or a playground taunt. <laughs> I hope his name's like Harry or Larry or Barry or Gary. I mean, it's Knut. Or but... Terry. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, we could be like very wary Larry, you know, oh, God. way fun. Very hairy. He could be hairy also. Oh, my goodness. Um, very wary Harry Knut. Doesn't have quite the same ring, huh? No. Um, but so the police lawyer didn't think that it was a suicide. The crime reporter didn't think it was a suicide. He actually believes wholeheartedly that she had been murdered. Okay. Um, according to him, quote, personally, I'm totally convinced this was a murder. She had various identities. She operated with codes. She wore wigs. She traveled from town to town and switched hotels after a few days. This is what the police call conspiratory behavior. Um, and personally, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. People thought, uh, based on her background and uh, her belongings, that she may have been Catholic. So they organized a Catholic funeral for her. According to a police report of the funeral, the coffin was decorated with lilacs and tulips. And the priest conducted a simple ceremony for, quote, the unknown woman who was put to the grave in a foreign country without any family present. Now, mm. that is a playground taunt. That, w- absolutely. <laughs> You're the un. <laughs> That's so sad. Um, so then if you, so that we're, okay. So that happened. Fast forward. Sure. To 2017. Okay. In 2017, the Isdal woman's teeth and tissue samples were forensically analyzed. Oh my God. Allowing them to pinpoint where the woman grew up. A professor of dentistry named Gisele Bang had possession of her jaw with the hopes of confirming her location via her dental history. And she had distinctive teeth. So 14 of her teeth had fillings. Oh. And she had several gold crowns, which was actually pretty unusual for someone um, in her age range. She was like 30, 40. Mm -hmm. um, And is not the type of dental work usually seen in Norway. It's likely that this specific type of dentistry may have occurred in southern or central Europe, perhaps even Asia. However, before the location could be confirmed, Professor Bang passed away. No. And the jaw was supposedly thrown away because it started to smell bad. Shut the fuck (laughs) up. That's horrifying. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Someone's like, oh, this is gross. Who made that executive (laughs) call? Like, just get rid of it. It's not worth it. Just like a cleaning person is like, ew. Oh yeah, truly. Like you're in a laboratory. I don't know. I just think that's. Well, wild. I would think with if she got multiple fill. Well, I guess that's not the same. I was gonna say when you said multiple fillings, I thought in my head that meant multiple like implants. So oh no, in, in my head it was like oh well that means that she's probably a spy too because like all of her teeth have been getting knocked out or something in fights. No, nah, I think. That's... And then I remembered nope. you said fillings, so <laughs> all that goes. They to have the a picture wayside. of it. There's oh. a lot of gold. She just has a lot of gold fillings and crowns. Cool. Um, yeah. Apparently it smelled bad. Gross. So everyone thought this. They were like, oh, my God, this is the end of that road. Like, we're not going to be able to study this any further. But M. Night Shyamalan twist. They resurfaced. Oh. The missing teeth were found in a remote warehouse at a hospital alongside tissue samples that included 
her heart, spleen, liver, and other organs. That is coincidental and convenient well, that they someone just, just found it. moved them. Mm, I see. <laughs> I mean, it was like within was the like, same... Oh, so they're just there now. It was within the same couple months. It was after Got he it. died. They were like, where are the teeth? They're gone. Turns out they had just been moved to a, Got it. a hospital. Sure. Warehouse, whatever that is. Um, the teeth were subjected to an isotope test. This is wild. This test would determine where she grew up based on the type of water she drank throughout her life. Wow. Isn't that interesting? So, um, then furthermore, strontium isotope analysis could reflect the types of food she ate and the type of soil in the area where she grew up. Science is amazing. Isn't that incredible? And this is like 2017. I'm like, what are they going to do in 2050, you know? Well, also like terrifies me that I could get that maybe read about me one day. Specific. Like, I can't hide anything about myself. They're going to be like, oh, well. Em liked a lot of cake and ice cream. And... I mean, I think that you don't hide that very well anyway, but okay. <laughs> no soil because there was no vegetables in that mouth, but there's a lot of processed sugar. Also, we're in Los Angeles. No water or soil. It's just dirt. It's just sand. It's just all kale, actually. They're just kale and sand. Kale smoothies. Oh, God. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Anyway. So uh, they were able to pinpoint an area near the France and Germany border where she likely grew up. Then they started DNA analysis of the tissue samples in the hopes that the testing would once and for all determine her identity, as police still to this day hope to find the woman's family who could still be wondering what happened to their, you know, long lost relative. Uh, she's actually buried. This is interesting. They had her buried in a zinc coffin huh. so that it wouldn't decompose. And police actually kept an album of photos from the funeral in case they ever found oh, wow. her family so they could give her like, here's the photos from her service. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and very considerate. Thoughtful, right? I'm like, wow. Oh, wow. So they put her, they buried her in a zinc coffin, which is supposedly uh, prevents too much decomposition, decay, huh. um, just in case. Uh, so after months of work, scientists have an extended DNA profile of the woman. The latest results, which were published, I think, like a year and a half ago, uh, show the woman was of European descent, possibly from France, just like the teeth had indicated. Sure. Uh, Interpol sent out a black notice with the uh, Ezal woman's DNA requesting European police check their DNA databases to see if they can find a match. And if someone, okay, this is a quote, if someone in her close family is in a DNA registry somewhere like 23andMe, sure. something like that, uh, we will get a hit and that would be really exciting. Oh, nice. Which is how they caught um, Golden State right. Killer, you know, right. Just somebody submitted their DNA and happened to connect the dots. Sure. So the Isdal woman case has been unsolved for the last 46 years, but now modern science has reopened the possibility in the last couple of years that the that one of Norway's biggest mysteries might actually be solved. Wow. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on that because it seems like they're kind of in the process of submitting Figuring all the out, yeah. Yeah, DNA and that kind of thing. So hopefully uh, they figure out her identity. We can get some answers, see if she really was a spy and uh, put some closure there. Word, mm. bird. That's the story of the Isdal woman. Mm. Very cool. Wild, huh? Bananas. Banana. Bananagrams. Banana. Uh, all right. Good job. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Yours I like that. scary. Yeah, it got me too. Yeah. Freaky deaky. Um, thank you guys for listening. Is that it? I guess that's it. Yeah, buy tickets. We have a couple shows left. I don't know if there's tickets left, but... I don't know if there are out. either. I think right now there aren't many left for Atlanta. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know. Just enjoy your lives. <laughs> Just like have a good time. Everyone be nice to each other. Enjoy your life. Have some vanilla lunch. Have some vanilla lunch. Relax. I know we'll, that's what we'll be doing anyway. For sure. Yeah. 
All right. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks for guy. listening. And we'll see you next week. And that's why we drink. <laughs>